0: The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Joel's finding the flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? (laughs) It's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before the head. (laughs) <laughs> we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm open. I mean, I'm in my hand. With. I think I'm going to hit. Finding the Flow with Joel Franklin. Welcome to Finding the Flow with Joel. I have Evelyn Green today um, as my interview, and I just wanted you all to know that the format of this podcast includes an introductory point that could go long sometimes. So I invite anybody, especially new people that are not into this format where where I have a time where I talk about myself and other things, if you want to just listen to the interview, please feel free to skip over to the interview. That's the wonderful thing about podcasts is that it's unlike radio, you can actually fast forward. So feel free to fast forward to the interview, which uh, I'm not sure exactly the point, but you can probably find the point when I, I stop talking. <laughs> all right. So my guest today is Evelyn Green. We all call her Evie, but I wrote down Evelyn for this podcast because I actually don't know how we should write down Evie. Should you spell it E-V-E, E-V-I, E-V-E-Y? I'm not sure. So I got all my kids in Willie's Workport right now, uh, one of the places where I do my studio um, recording. And uh, so I'm going to have a little fun with them before we go on to our interview with Evelyn. Evelyn is... Um, a lovely lady, which I've only known her since she's lived in, um, Hilltop House, which is the, the main care facility at the fellowship. But she's been here for a while and she had told me that she had lived in one of the outer buildings before. Uh, she's always ready to have a talk and a talk like the sort of talks that I like, a deep, Intellectual philosophical conversation. She really she really hits hits uh, a chord with me. The only thing I could I could complain about is that usually by the time you know we get into a conversation, I don't have any more time. It's very hard to have the time to have a nice conversation with Evie. I wish I did have more time, which I I you know squeezed uh, squeezed it in last week and. By golly, I, I learned a lot and um this 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 process of, of learning about people that I've been living with for two years now is is phenomenal. Um you could even do it with your own best friend and probably learn a lot. It's just a process that's just not normally done. And uh now I got my, my three kids watching me so I, I you know they're only gonna behave for so long. But I did wanna update you a little bit. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Everything is working out well uh, with, with my current engagements. Um, I have not injured myself yet, and I'm, I think I've, this time around, fingers crossed, maybe I'm, uh, this time around, maybe I am more capable of keeping myself from getting injured while also becoming more healthy. So, my latest... Weight I took on myself yesterday was two hundred and eight pounds. I broke two hundred and ten. I haven't done that in probably ten years. Um, I think in the worst of it i've I've been up to two hundred and thirty eight or so and i uh probably about three months ago, I was in the two thirties and now I'm two hundred and eight so so we're getting close to you know losing thirty pounds. I'm getting close to getting back to my college weight, which is you know just a lovely prospect. 2006 is when I graduated from college, and probably when I was at my peak, you know, physical um, point. So it's really exciting, Um, and I've been off sugar now for probably over three months, and it's it's just great. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm feeling good, and everything's going well. So now I want to play a game with my kids. Um, So one thing that I want to get back into the show, which... I feel like has, has gone to the wayside only because of me not having much time. Um, it's easy to just kind of bring the mic up to my face and, and talk. But, uh, to sometimes when I had the flow moments is what I want to bring back. And for anyone, by the way, for anyone that's uh, new to this whole show, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making a push to, to get new people, which I never really did before because I, I never really felt like it was for a public, you know, audience. But now I feel like I am starting to make a show that is a little bit more. But I have 60, this is episode 67. Um, I have a lot of episodes in the past, and most of them are about an hour long. And the whole process of, of making this show has been sussed out. ...through all those episodes. And I'm not asking you all to, to listen to them. I, I mean, maybe for the only... ...the, the hardcore extremists out there... To, ...I would invite anybody to try. But I am uh, trying to let you know... ...a little bit about the history. So, every, every part of the format here... ...has kind of been developed... Um, ...accidentally or on the spot. And so this beginning part... ...is actually more how the podcast started... Though I've always had interviews, but I've always had more of a long form beginning where I, will, I would socialize with my other friends that were making podcasts and I would, I would do things which included a flow moment, which was a complete uh performance, whether it be in, in, in any way. But I, I would generally do music, but uh, we could do flow moments in any way. And um, it, it, it's fun. So I got my kids here, and I was playing a little game called the, like the rhyming game. And my, my uh, oldest girl, Sophia, is still not quite five, but she's going to be five at the end of the month in a few weeks. So she, but she uh, is very good at rhyming. But I want to hear something on the mic from all of us. So Winnie boy, my little one-year-old. He's going to say something whenever we get a chance to get over to him. But in the meantime, let's let's bring Sophie over here. Come on over here, Sophie. Come here, Wynn. All right, Sophie, we're going to play a game. So say hi. Hi. Um, do you have anything to say? W- what are you going to do this morning? You're going to go to? School. What do you do on Mondays?
1: Garden.
0: Garden. Oh, no, 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 don't leave. Okay, so now we're going to play that game, the rhyme game. Okay? All right, here we go. Boom, tum, boom, tum, tie. Lie. Cry. Pie. N- uh, nigh. uh, Uh. lie. Fly. Uh, not pie. Bye. <laughs> Lie. Guy. Mm -hmm. My. All right. That was pretty good, huh? It's it's so fun that we all recognize rhymes and we're all learning so much. Sophie can now write letters. She wrote down, she copied down the Rudolf Steiner Fellowship Foundation, all in big letters, which was, you know, all is really exciting. So do you want to say anything else before we go, Sophie? Just say bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, Winnie. Hello. Winnie's my 1-year-old boy. Okay, Winnie's not ready to talk yet, but we got Ada. Ada, say hi. Hi. Do you want to sing a song? No. All right, do you want to say something else? No. No? Now Ada is 3 and she talks so beautifully. Oh, there's my Winnie. Hello. Again, you want to say something else? God's
1: day is I'm going to go in school next year.
0: You're going to go to preschool next year? What are you going to do there? I don't know. What grade is Sophie in?
1: Um, kindergarten.
0: Yes, and you said that very well. All right, Winnie, do you want to say anything else? Uh, yeah. One more. One more. Say bye-bye. That was very good, Winnie. Now, this reminds me. If you go back some episodes, I believe uh, episode 10.5 supplemental, but also other episodes back in the day, that was when Sophia was only one or two years old, and you can hear her talking uh, in her, her baby language. and. um I'm a teeny
1: baby. Uh, this is not for my
0: Oh, oh, okay. She she's, she, was talking, but she said it was not for the microphone. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. So so anyone that wants... You crawled into an apple? No, I... All right. Well, we're having lots of fun over here, and I hope you have lots of fun listening to Evie's conversation. All right. So your your name is Evelyn Green, and um, how long have you been at the fellowship? I've just come back
1: from a fall in a hospital. Yeah. I didn't fall in a hospital. I came from a the hospital.
0: The, the, a rehabilitation? And it's,
1: it's good to be back. And when you see the facilities that exist,
0: there is none that compares to this. You, you've had an experience of a different kind and of facility just recently.
1: I've just made a tour of what my choices were, and there's no comparison. Yeah. And uh, it's important. It would help. Others to know that they are in a facility that is unique in every way
0: yeah i i I really agree, um so we can get back to that, but um like just tell me when was how long have you actually been here besides just just recently coming back? when did you first move to the fellowship
1: I don't remember dates at all and was it years ago, how many years ago? I have no idea As- it seems when I look. To back in time it's completely distorted so I can't say anything on the subject. is that a new condition? Probably every day is new for me
0: yeah so um, when were you born? 11 seven28 1928 okay yeah so that makes you 88.
1: Isn't it amazing
0: <laughs> Yeah so um, that's uh, where, where did you come from? Where were you born? Yeah.
1: I come from originally from Czechoslovakia, via many other countries like France, and Germany, England.
0: You were born in Czechoslovakia,
1: and then on because of the war. As uh. as the uh, soldiers invaded, we moved on, along with all the population of the area, like refugees. They were then called refugees. I guess that's what they were if they had a vehicle with wheels they were headed in the opposite direction
0: uh, opposite direction of of France of the soldiers of, of the, the invading of, of, yeah. mm-hmm. that's what uh, the average person did speaking of timing we don't we have to worry about garbage trucks <laughs> sorry very <about> that. interesting <laughs> So, um, but you would have been in the, like, that would have been late 30s, early 40s? Yes, yes. So, so you would have been, um, like, in your teenage years, like, you, were, you yes. would have been quite old, old enough.
1: Well, old enough to understand something and old enough also to, invade, to uh, envy people who were for about four years older and had a much better comprehension of what was going on.
0: Now, Czechoslovakia is now the Czech Republic, and so, that's it. Yeah, and so which part were? I mean, what what's that history there? Like,
1: what was it like? I it, don't know much about the present history, except that they cut. They seem to have cut it in half. Okay, as they have been doing for hundreds of years in that region.
0: It's very. It's a very no man's land re, or not really no man, but a lot of different like people, like groups of. Of uh, types of people, right? Yes, like different philosophical groups and, and whatever political groups.
1: Uh, mostly due to the numerous wars. Uh huh.
0: I know I, uh, Poland was similar. There's, yeah, there's, it's like in between the West and the East.
1: Seems that way.
0: Yeah. So, um, where did you run? Where did you refer? You said you went to France were you walking uh, my
1: mother had a job in France so uh, with uh, the people who owned a newspaper and they gave us refuge in Paris in Paris so we went off to Paris and uh, eventually the Germans uh, invaded Paris so we went south where everybody thought it was safe south of France in southern in the southern region of France uh, they thought that there was a um, an agreement with the Germans that it would be a safety zone, and which it wasn't. But everybody headed south.
0: Is your national? Are, are you Jewish and born?
1: I have no religion, but my parents
0: were Jewish and Catholic. Jewish and Catholic. So did that put you at harm's way? When the Nazis were in Paris. Did that give. Put, did that put you in harm's way? Um,
1: no. We simply followed the majority of the people, which was
0: uh, the route to safety, away from the fighting. Yeah. Did you end up. Uh, did you find safety in southern France? Yes, it was very safe. Good.
1: And I went to school and learned French and went. Uh, you joined uh, groups of people that represented France in the war and became a, uh, a scout of sorts, of carrying messages from one section of the area to the other. Was
0: this during the wartime? time? Yes, I see. when people were killed around us. So so basically, I'll get, so you were a scout, is that meaning in the wartime you were yes. sending messages to the That was part soldiers? of the
1: messages, yes.
0: Yeah, from what I heard, like, um, uh, Irena, you know Irena Robson? Yes. She told me about um, a message system for the POWs. There were prisoners of war that the only way they could get messages out was by... You know, scouts. And oh, stuff there was like a
1: that. lot going on backstage.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
1: and the uh, the locals were also had their message system.
0: I, I yeah, I bet.
1: Contributed in some
0: in some way. So did this this sort of lifestyle continue right to the end of the war?
1: It continues today. Oh yeah, sure. It never left my life. Personally, I felt very involved. Yeah. So what happened next? Well, did you? One country after another. Exactly. And the same situation, the homelessness, hunger. Running. And openness to whatever was there rather than fear. In my case, I think fear limits people in what they're going to do, where they're going to hide, or what they're going to be involved in. And to me, I didn't take it quite seriously. I couldn't understand it, the concept of war. Yeah, was not part of my uh, psychological makeup. So um, everything was more a surprise rather than something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm.
0: So but, did you... Um, you were just in the right generation for that. You were, you were the post-World War II generation, kind of. I mean, you were kind of World War II generation in a sense, but you were too young to be a, 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 an adult... During that time, so in a sense, you were like the other people in the sixties and seventies that were, I guess, that's true. bringing on this different mindset, like uh, the new generation. The depends new... on which end you are. Yeah, and you are what you are. Just like you said before, you you sometimes do things unconsciously that are part of the the whole global consciousness. Yes. So, um, what was the next country after France? Oh. Do you know, can you can you go through I all of them or is it a whole? Mission?
1: Chronologically, I can't uh, follow it. Just give me a list. I'll give you a list. <laughs> um, you been to Italy, the... France, um, Germany, um, Spain,
0: Portugal. I see. And what what would you most say that your accent comes from?
1: I don't hear it, so I can't tell you that. Uh, it's
0: interesting, and maybe it is just a. Plain... You are a
1: rare person, uh huh. If you hear it
0: i i I can't say what it is per se, but it might be mostly bad ones. It probably comes from your parents more than anything
1: no, no i was i didn't i wasn't with my parents no oh you were you were, I was separated most of the time when, I was uh, you, living with other people or in doorways
0: i see so so when you moved to France, you separated from your family
1: in France. I was with my mother in Paris and then in southern France with her. But I had joined a group of children who were involved in the war and from an external point of view, of course. Um, it was all subterranean. It was a secret that made it interesting and intriguing. Yeah,
0: sure. And so did you did you find, um, like, a home with that group then?
1: Uh, at times. At times I was a great deal alone.
0: Yeah.
1: I lived in caves and in fields, wow. and I got a way, I found a way of tolerating whatever came along, and without any preconceptions, it was
0: manageable. Just like that's something that the young have a way of doing. Young, The young people Absolutely. have a way of just being like that.
1: Yes, until... The adults of the society convert them to their neurotic selves. Yeah. Children are free and curious and really but, not
0: afraid. And you could say like uh, plastic. They have a way of plasticity where Absolutely. they can bend and th- Absolutely. make it through a lot of They're things. They're curious. They're
1: not afraid unless someone instills the fear. Into them. They haven't had enough experience.
0: And so for better or worse...
1: Absolutely, but it was that way. It was okay for it to be that
0: way. So what was? What could you say would be the next chapter? When did you escape this sort of life? It,
1: I think everything is purely a by accident. By accident. So what was the It next continues accident? to be in my children's lives. Oh, yeah. Because maybe it's the lifestyle. Or maybe that's
0: but, something that you think everyone is... You know, you're comparing, but maybe everyone goes through life with a series of accidents. Well,
1: I think that's true of people in general. Rich people think that everybody else is rich, and the poor think everybody is poor. Yep. Uh, because they don't go out and find out for themselves, and yeah. there's
0: enough time. Sure. So um, could you think of when there might have been a point, accidentally or not, that you were went to another phase in your life? Like for instance, when the war was over, and you didn't have to run.
1: I don't think I ever stopped anything that I acquired. The caution that I find in use, the suspicion of everyone I meet. No one has a clean slate compared to my children, who are free. I didn't pass. I went out of my way not to pass. My life story to my children until now, just as they are grown up, they are beginning to find out what my life was like. But at the time uh, the war ended, the Times brought, uh, had an article, Don't Pass Your Agonies On to Your Children. And you followed? And that. I followed the advice and very happy about having done so. My children are, feel very free. To go to Japan without any prejudices, uh, uh, for the time being, it's
0: for the good. Yeah, sure. And so so now that you are telling them your life story... Now that I'm what? Telling them your life story, it sounds like it's fresh in your mind of, of something that's, that you're newly telling them about. Yeah. And so, like, so now give me another phase. Give me an, something else. What happened post-war? Or you, you know better than me what you remember. So tell me what's the next thing you remember. I'm working. That's fine. You What did you work?
1: I lied myself into any job that was available. Sure, as in the Through condition. the newspaper. Where were you living? Because see, I wasn't old enough. I was only 12. And they didn't hire 12-year-olds at anything. And I became whatever they needed to have in the workforce, whether that was...
0: um, Well, I I have uh, to stop you here, because I'm talking about post-war. Post-war, I became a waitress. Well, 1945, 1946, you would have been 17, 18.
1: Yes, and I was a waitress. Where? In any place that needed a waitress. What, What country? Summer, no, here in America. Oh, in America. Summer camps.
0: Okay. I was... In school, so you made it to America. That's that's what I was trying to. Yeah, ask. I see.
1: We so. made it to America, and I lived in New York and went to school there. Okay, but in the summertime, I worked at anybody who advertised by changing my age.
0: Did you have any family?
1: My mother survived.
0: Did she come with you to New York?
1: Yes, yes. I had a home in New York. Did
0: your father survive?
1: Nobody survived. Nobody survived they don't they were in a region that was badly hit by the war, and they didn't believe that there would be a war. They were farmers
0: I see and so your dad was my dad was and killed.
1: my we were a big close
0: family, they all died. That must have been, I mean, you were young, like you said, but that still must have been a real...
1: I carry it with me today. Carry, one yeah. does not forget. It's a good thing to come, to become old if one works with the young to understand how much is carried over to another era.
0: Yeah. And so you carried that pain, but you decided not to give it to your kids. Absolutely. So did you start to get to a more established normalcy when when uh when you started yes. being in america for a while absolutely when everything
1: you, was celebrated how did you
0: meet your husband
1: i was on my i was on a trip back from africa
0: oh really another place you you oh, really have been around
1: i was i was free i didn't have anyone to tie me down so i traveled whichever way the vehicle went as a passenger i had the money So I hitchhiked
0: everywhere. So you went where the wind blew.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I felt that at home because people, I was young enough, about 19, as you said, that people, when they saw me alone, came to my rescue, assuming that I was looking
0: for rescue. Exactly. A great deal of kindness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh i mean did you find that mostly in america or did you find no, everywhere, everywhere through
1: north africa all humanity everyone was kind
0: to me so that's a perspective that you probably uniquely have
1: i don't know i didn't make any inquiries as you are doing uh-huh you I, just
0: lived it Every day was as if it was the last and the only. All right so that you you were coming home from Africa and you met your husband.
1: I met I saw a boat, in, in a filled, boat. full of American sailors uh-huh. and in the middle of this boat there was a beautiful girl and we started a conversation. And she said, you know, when we get to New York, I want you to meet a man. I'm going to give a party, and that's how that happened. Uh-huh. And then they rowed off to Africa, and my boat went off to Europe, where I saw King Farouk on his honeymoon on an island. All kinds of little exciting things happened <laughs> by accident.
0: Sure. Um, and King Farouk, fill me in.
1: I didn't, never m- managed to find out the lineage or what happened except that he was there on his honeymoon and there were no tourists to look him. King of what? Of uh, Egypt. Oh, okay. And uh, there were no tourists. I was in a Europe that had not yet received its tourists. So when I went to the theater, there was nobody in the movies or in the streets for that matter where tourists usually meet. Everything was empty
0: Uh uh-huh and you just happened to accidentally see this man
1: well i knew it was how it was before and after because i never stopped going back to europe i went every year i went home to america to work but i spent my savings on anywhere where the where the,
0: the vehicle went yeah and so so when you did meet your husband did that settle you down at all
1: no, did you I went every year to Europe. Europe was always my backyard. With him or without him? Without him. <laughs> he either couldn't get away or didn't really like to move around too much. Yeah, And that was fine with me because the the urge to travel was greater than the urge to be with him. So how about kids? Did, when that, you had kids, did that urge, slow you down? He wouldn't get married unless I had children. That was the arrangement, (laughs) and in retrospect, I'm glad. Of course. But at the time, I felt that I was being a great sacrifice.
0: Sure, because you 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 were a very free spirit.
1: Yes, and time was everything, and time was the most precious thing, and I gave it to them. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, I didn't expect this, but they're paying me back now that I'm very old and gray. Two kids? So I had three. One was handicapped. Brought us all together.
0: Yeah. Just like... Very you know, therapeutic. You know, the fellowship started that way. I didn't know that. I do not know anything about the fellowship. The fellowship, um, Paul uh, Scharf's brother had epilepsy real bad. I see. That explains the uh, other outposts. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he he started this place so that there could be a place for people like him yeah, that didn't have to be institutionalized but could have have an environment where they could be taken care of by their community um, fellow. I'm glad
1: you told me that because somebody asked me the other day how this happened.
0: Yeah, and so what your son, uh, like you said, brings you together. And like he 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 said, Paul Sharp said, that his brother taught everybody a huge lesson of how to take care Absolutely. and how to be together in union yes. for for taking care of people. Right. And not being so inwardly involved in what about me?
1: That's exactly what happened to me. I was uh, describing the situation and its positive side and somebody said, "But that's the way uh, I was just entering new here." Somebody said, "But that's the way the school is run here." So apparently, I reflect in my own mind. I, I don't know anything about the school,
0: yeah. but it's my thinking. Yeah, so you reflected individually without crossing the same concept.
1: I and I want every, wanted every day to be positive and take advantage of, no matter what it
0: was, negative or positive, to make it special. Yeah, and so... Um, so, so that's interesting. I mean, so, so basically, probably with your three kids and especially one being handicapped, that really put an anchor on your life.
1: No, we didn't. No, I. My mother was a nurse, and she filled in wherever I wanted to get out.
0: Your mother must have been very close to you since you. She both, took care of you my both kids. Lost everybody.
1: Yes. And my daughter happens to be a musician with the Philharmonic. Really? So she travels everywhere, and she thinks the world is her oyster. Uh, what does she play? The viola. Ah, I have no idea.
0: What does your son do? He has his own business. It's a pretty successful family.
1: Uh, very free. It doesn't matter if you take a chance and... Fail. You just pick yourself up and do the next thing. So, how, how Which, did- by the way, I want to tell you, is the way Japan was run before the war. It was full of fear of failure. And after I was adopted along the way, I was adopted by a very, very rich American family. And they brought in the manufactured goods from Japan after the war. They were marked in the five and ten store. They were marked, manufactured in occupied Japan. Ah. They made a turnaround about the fear of failure. And when with the Americans came a wish to go ahead and take a chance anyway in all of Japan.
0: Yeah, you know, Japan was a, a wonderful case study, you could say, in a yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's a classic classic thing in japan is someone stabbing themselves in the gut if they fail you know uh, the honor and the and yes as a
1: result their entire economic system was based on copies of what other people made and you have to make you have to fail a little bit along the way yep they didn't have to take that chance
0: yeah yeah that's true which worked good for them it was great for them it and brought then, up their economy And then of course they ended up teaching us by the innovations they made Yes by yes and the way that they could do it better by their by their economy un-
1: the the look the sea because uh, we was we had a certain largesse Yeah that nobody in the world ever experienced It actually still exists today yeah,
0: and it's something that makes America so Unusual.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was adopted by the family who brought this stuff in. They became multi-millionaires overnight, and I lived with a very rich family who didn't know how to be rich uh-huh. because they were middle class, and they sure. couldn't make that switch. Sure. It was a pleasure and an education.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I almost think, wouldn't that be the better end of it? Oh, I was very lucky. Rich All people my- that didn't know how to be rich, right?
1: They were, well, she said, thank you for being in my life. They picked up a street kid. That was me. I see. And uh, they gave a lot. And since then, I... Did she pick up your mother as well? Did they pick up No, your... my mother became a nurse right away and went to work. So she she was ready to go. Oh, She spoke English fluently. She spoke all the... She had a good education, apparently. Yeah. She didn't want to talk about the past... So I could only tell by the way she conducted herself that they must have had money because she played the piano and spoke French and German, yeah. English yeah. fluently. Yeah. And nobody, no middle class people in Europe did that. No, I mean, that, that
0: she is very special. Yeah. You could say. So... Um, so I I see. So you kind of had this umbrella of this of this very interesting, unique family, as yeah. well as your mother, yeah. and so so you had a lot of support.
1: I had support and I had inspiration because when I left them, I didn't know how to say thank you. They had everything. So what
0: did you? You so or your I created
1: do? a club, oh, yeah. a Pass It on club. Uh huh. I was a member, the only member, and the president.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's easy.
1: And all the kindness and material things that I learned from them, I have been living by. This became my way of life, and I passed it on to my children. So does that make you feel blessed? It makes me feel that I had enough wherewithal to make the most out of a hideous situation. I have never felt blessed. I have always felt that to do it this way takes thinking and a lack of prejudice a per, uh, letting life reach you taking away the fear
0: I, I i can see i mean you obviously by the way you talk you have a lot of of you're a thinker yeah and and um so i i'm interested like what did this lead you as a profession to do Oh, that was led for
1: no such reasons. My mother's mother...
0: So profession really doesn't describe you.
1: No, my mother's mother wanted me to be an artist. Uh Uh-huh. I had no such wishes. I wanted to be a writer. But I I wanted to make her happy. She was the only survivor. So what did you do? I won all the prizes in the city of New York to make her happy. For writing? For art. Oh, for art. What kind of art? Uh, advertising. I have to make a living. Advertising art. uh And I won. Every time there was a contest, I entered it and I won. But I worked very hard and I ended up being uh, listed in the Encyclopedia Britannica and I was very proud of
0: myself. So did you find that, so you were really driven and capable?
1: Absolutely. I (laughs) molded myself to the wishes of grandma, who at the end of the war ended up dead, and my mother was not particularly happy about my devotion, and my attitude toward winning prizes was of no use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so it's very interesting. So, so you're almost driven by someone that wasn't there. That's right. And And that's almost more powerful than someone that is there.
1: Absolutely. It still drives me. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I mean. The
1: possibility of making it is very clear. It must have been passed on to my daughter, who is now playing in an orchestra full of people of that thinking. Of course. I don't think there is. Driven. They're all, but they're all
0: from different countries. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's something that not everyone possesses. You know, and so so to be from other countries makes it just show how elite it is.
1: It's elite. Oh my God, if you you have to meet them. Yeah, I mean, I I could imagine. I mean, I'm, except my daughter, who's a farmer, because it goes back to the days when we planted peanuts on the front lawn because Jimmy Carter was. That's the kind of
0: bringing uh, together and making and being a, inspired, an event and being inspired and F- everything. fulfilling it okay so i mean sorry to to put the fast forward button on here but but of course you're you know we we are short on time today we are so so now um how did your life lead you to coming here what what was the point of no more like being able to take care of yourself no
1: i was still employed i i uh retired around the age of 80, I became a teacher of handicapped people
0: and old people. So about eight years ago, you you retired?
1: Yes. And I still get telephone calls from my students because I was never really a teacher. I was just a person who wanted to share myself with others. And this was part of my philosophy. Enjoy it. Yeah. To the hilt.
0: (laughs) So um, you've always lived in the New York area since... since We
1: bought some property. We bought land Mm -hmm. because I was going to spend a lot of money on my handicapped child being housed in a camp. So we would have been broke. So this way we created our own camp for the kids and for my
0: handicapped child, and it worked out extremely well. It sounds like it. And uh, so, what, where did you live before you ended up moving here? At the same place? Before what? Before you moved here? Here,
1: um, I lived in Forest
0: Hills, Forest, Forest Hills. Hills Gardens, okay. where they used to play tennis before the war. International uh-huh. tennis. <laughs> sure. And but- um, so, so what was what was the reason you had to move here?
1: We needed lodging. My husband moved away. My husband stayed at home until we got married. So when we got married, we had to find a place to live. I I mean like when you moved to the fellowship. Oh, here. It was by word
0: of mouth. No research, no nothing. Did Did you come before you had to come? Did you leave? Yes,
1: I had nothing.
0: I mean I'm meaning like were yes. you were you able bodied and did you live in the outer oh, buildings no.
1: I could come i I quit my job, sold my house, divided it, yeah, so there would be no fighting, yes, because somebody said that they fought over something and this wasn't gonna happen
0: yeah,
1: and uh, this was another place of a lot of places I had been to and and
0: what how' did you hear about this place?
1: it's Difficult for me to say because I was in touch with so many people that this was just another thing that happened. And if this hadn't happened, something else would have happened.
0: Yeah. So did you live in one of the outer buildings first? Yes. Which one?
1: I forgot the name. The one down at the bottom of the hill.
0: Okay. Um the bottom of the hill. I never learned the name of it. Well, there, I mean, there's Meadowood. But Meadowood. You were in Meadowwood?
1: I was probably expecting to be there a day or two and then move on to someone else. It was my nature yeah, to yeah, yeah.
0: move on. It's very interesting nature. But it also is probably, it's something that keeps you young, right?
1: I, When I fell, I looked in the mirror and I was aghast to see an old woman.
0: Now yeah, I and can my understand my children
1: keep saying oh mom you're so beautiful and I see this hag uh, and uh I decided to be properly old and not to do this again
0: to to overestimate yourself well
1: I did something. I never figured out how I fell, but yeah. I fell and seriously okay. hurt myself.
0: So, so what was the thing that brought you into this building? Was it was it a fall? They moved me. They, they never told me. It was probably because you were. getting No, I, I had not fallen. No, I fell after. Yeah. Now, I, I think it would be interesting, and especially interesting to talk to you because you are so open that um you have admitted yourself that your your memory is fuzzy nowadays you have oh, a hard time remembering unbelievably your fall. bad and so so do, i mean obviously it probably would be hard to tell when it started but how what is it like to have a memory that's slipping
1: very sad it was it played a, i think it has to do with what role it plays in your life I found that most people repeat themselves. Yeah. In that case, memory has an, um, a leg up. Yeah For me, everything is a moment event,
0: followed by, by another event. So it passes. So you, in a sense, are, are, you're not the planning type. You're no, war- it happens. You just happen. You're well, like, you, do um, nothing. you know, there's two different types of people. There's warriors and warriors. And I think oh. you have like a warrior sort of, uh, um, all, I see because you just go to the situation and take it on as yeah. it is. So with your memory, it's almost like every time you go to a situation, it's even that much more of a new situation. Well, it's an event. It's an event. That you deal with. What's it like moving from people to people, seeing people change here, seeing things like that? Does it's existent. It's not an issue. It's a, there's nothing that's fearful? No. Do you find not, anything to be scary?
1: I don't fabricate anything, and if so, I, I find things are scary. I think this is a very difficult world to yeah. live in. But I am bypassing. I'm able to walk into it and take precautions. Do you think that my be- children don't. Is it because
0: of your nature?
1: No, I think I learned to be I learned what kind of a, I saw the world exactly as rotten as it is, and I felt I
0: took steps to avoid it if, where possible. And so now that your memory is fading, you, it seems like you are well-suited for it.
1: No, it, it happens all the time. I I sat next to two people at lunch, yeah. and uh, if they had been willing to talk, I could have had lots to talk about. The only thing that stops me is the outside world.
0: The outside world.
1: It has removed me out of my conventional setting to uh, the place where America thinks I belong.
0: <laughs> Which is what? Here? Which is uh, half uh, comatose Half comatose in I a, would say a, in, a, in a state of, of, of no, no moving uh, In a state mm. of, of uh, non, non-progression mm,
1: Yes, something like that oh, Absolutely, unless you fabricate it It's very
0: little to find in conversation So do you think that's a, an issue of people with, with loss of memory Or people of old age? I think they're combined combined. and so if you have both of those, then you really are put into a place.:
1: It's difficult. You'd have to study that because America is unrealistic, and I don't I am very curious about how I would be treated in France, let's say, but there is no one to consult.
0: because you're in a closed system.:
1: It's a system, the whole the whole country the whole all the mind mm-hmm. is geared toward youth yeah. i don't know if the rest of the world operates like that except my daughter who comes and brings me back information from japan or the the, the philharmonic is going to china next yeah.
0: so then i'll get something else sure So, um, is there any words of wisdom or something you can pass us on as as we fade out? I don't
1: feel that I have any wisdom, or that anyone is interested in what I want.
0: It's just except you momentarily. So, any any wisdom that you might you know you know say would only be accidental, absolutely. (laughs) And the people as it should be, right?
1: I don't know. I can't. I have no except. I I am astonished how many people who had similar lives are willing to talk about it now Uh in an interview. Okay. And they really have something to say. Of all, I speak a couple of languages. Sure. So I'm able to communicate, and all these years I've been getting extraordinary stories from Germans who were caught up in Germany without being Nazis etc
0: sure and so so there there's I mean you you could be a receiver of many stories and and so on and so forth and and I mean don't you find that you don't that there's a lot of times I mean you might not be in that situation but I find that I'm in the situation especially me uh, being of my generation and young that I hardly have the time to even have these talks at all and so what was the question? There's not really a question. Just, a, just the fact that we don't talk like this much.
1: No, there is no conversation. There's no time. That's right. It requires time. At least time. no
0: time made for it.
1: And it requires facilities like a table and chairs ah. and background music. I mean, and the con- country that has a mentality to find out what the other person
0: thinks to know your neighbor. This country Absolutely. is not interested in their neighbors anymore.
1: No,
0: uh, it's a very interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm curious if it's a country or if it's a modern, uh, a more modern. Like yeah, you you know about the internets and uh, the modern technology. And, I really and, and don't know anything. The information world, it's a, you're able to in a way you're able to find exactly who you want and only oh. be able to deal with those people, and you can exclude everybody else. I
1: didn't know that.
0: And it's a it's a sort of modern sensibility. It's
1: an exclusiveness
0: yeah. for us. It's actually why I like this so much, because it makes me have a, make a point yes, of, of course. taking a time of talking.
1: A very rare, nevertheless.
0: It's a time capsule, in a way. You're very
1: lucky, yes. That's exactly what you are. You must have parents Or someone who Awake you to that Body of knowledge out there
0: Oh all I can say is maybe the same Unconventional soup that you were Born out of Was a similar unconventional soup That I was born out of
1: Well I wasn't aware of it I didn't gather enough information at that age
0: I I guess all I'm saying is I was raised unconventional enough To have an an open mind To open
1: your mind Yes that's the only thing that makes it possible Okay, so last words.
0: Last words to your generation, any any generation? All right, that's fine.
1: There isn't any, except that history repeats itself rather glaringly, if you're aware of it. Okay. And the United States is not heavy on history. (laughs) Very good. In fact, maybe the world isn't. All right, I thank you very much. I thank you very much for coming. You're very gracious and kind. Thank you so much.